Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast. I am Chris Anderson, your host. I'm looking forward to diving into today's episode and giving you a little bit more direction so you can elevate your business, elevate your life, and make a difference in the world. If you like anything you hear today, make sure you share it along. Make a difference in someone else's life. And if you do like something, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. It makes a whole world of a difference for us here at the podcast. Continue to do this to bring great guests, great information to you so you can elevate your business, elevate your brand, elevate your life, and take big steps moving forward. Thanks again, and let's dive into the episode. All right, welcome back to the Elevate Media Podcast show. Today we have Danny Angers on the show. He has a lot to do in AI space with what they've been doing, and they've been doing it for a while. He's the EVP and Chief Financial Officer of Vosker. So, Danny, welcome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. So, I'm excited to have you on the show. Before we kind of dive into you know, your experience, what you've learned, things you've been through, things of that nature, I'm interested I'm trying to do a little bit more like icebreaker type questions with guests yep. going forward just to hear more about them personally because people can, you know, follow you on social media, follow you on LinkedIn. They'll see all about Vosker and everything else you're doing, putting out there. But, you know, they might not always see us as a personal individual, know things personally about us. So with this one, I've got a question for you. I'm going to read it off my little card thing here. Sure. Have you ever collected anything? And if you have... What was it? Well, that's <laughs> I don't have a card with the answer on that one. That's a good one. Don't recall collecting anything, actually. I don't think I have. Oh, let me think about it for a second. Like when yeah. I was little, I collected bugs. <laughs> I would go out and catch bugs and butterflies and collect those and freeze them. But we also had a project in school when I was little, so that was something. And then I'm trying to think what I collect now, bourbon, I'm, I'm, I guess. I'm thinking of something. <laughs> like, like, collecting, like, I think I'm collecting happy and strong emotional moments. So just uh, like the all moment. right, well, you just blew mine out of the water. I said, <laughs> and he's like, you know, I I collect moments in time. And I'm like, all right, well, okay, that's marketing yeah. anyway. But just like, <laughs> I think you just collect that one. And this morning when you started with, I'm um, saying morning, depending on who, at what time the folks are going to listen to that podcast. But like right now, it's morning. So so an emotional moment for me is when I'm living something or I'm facing something and I'm writing it down in my like personal journey or logbook. I do that like pretty often. So I think that's my way of collecting things. Your example, well, I've faced so many of these sort of things throughout my career in life that like, yeah, this is what I'm collecting. <laughs> Emo strong emotional moment leading to improvement. Yeah. That's what I collect. All right. Okay. All right. So everyone, Danny is just a little bit deeper than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, I felt oh, philosophical this morning. So yeah. 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 The answer was hey, that enough today good for me. Give me a little zinger right there. No. So with that, I mean, Dan, what have been, you know, some of those moments you've collected that were maybe not really easy moments, but moments that really helped you grow, but in the moment were difficult. <laughs> Well, if we're speaking about brand, I think that, that, that let's stay on that topic for a second. So yeah. we wanted to find a name for the company itself at first. Okay. And so I was with my two co-founders and we were going for, for a weekend in the woods, spending time outdoor. And we really had to find a name at that point because three weeks after that, we were going to a show a trade show at that point, we really needed to basically package everything. So the new boxes, the flyers, basically the background and the shirts and the thing that we're going to wear. And we didn't have a name. So we spent about seven hours driving towards the direction where we wanted to go. And we basically had 
like a, a, to figure out what was the name and what will be the name of the future company. And just obviously, we somehow stumbled across Bosker, and the way we've done that is that we threw a bunch of name all the while we were driving. But like, look, it was seven hours of just basically naming stuff. And my brother Jimmy, who's currently the president of the business and actively operating it, was on his basically typing every word we're saying on the USPTO, so that the trademark offices. And then he was on the web trying to figure out is it a dot com that is available. And so we came out with a list of about five to six names at that point. So and then I pick up the phone and I called all the folks that I know, like. I, what I would call my friend, but also average Joe, average mm -hmm. Joanne that basically could fit like the typical crowd that we wanted to aim with the project. And I was listing them the name and I was basically asking them like, look, what name? And we have a bunch of those. I do. I, still, I think I still have the list on paper somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, that was a great moment because we really had to find the name before we got into the wood because like at some point we're going to lose signal like three days out in the wood and like the printing machine started like on Friday evening is going to print everything during the weekend. So it was, it came down to like, look, it's going to be Vosker and that's it. We're going to live by it. Either it works or not. So yeah, that that's one of the collected moments of our story. That's cool. And it, it, I mean, a name is a crucial thing, but it's also challenging, you know, because like you said, the domain and the trademark and all that, those are all things like sometimes we don't think about. <laughs> Myself, I pointed myself there. We don't always think about that thing when we're in the midst of it. And so I think those are really crucial pieces, especially... I mean, most of you listening are, are thinking long-term with your business or your podcast. And, and so those are things to take into consideration, especially if you're starting out or haven't started yet. So with that though, so that that's a cool moment. I mean, you know, when the thing that the idea, you know, starts to take shape and that name comes and the trademarks with it and everything comes. What about a moment that you did have to pivot, you know, kind of like my trademark story at the beginning, was there one that, that wasn't as fun? Maybe like maybe had more of a, I don't know, something that you had to change and you weren't looking forward to it or it was a bigger obstacle than you thought it was going to be? Look, I'm laughing right now because we have so many of these moments. I'm not <laughs> right. sure exactly which, which one would fit best in yeah. the story. But one that comes to my mind is look, when you're growing a business and growing your ideas, you, you, you always have those great ideas and those great vision of what you want your company to be and where you want to take it. And so you think about a product, the consumer, where you're going to go, you start selling it, you, you, you develop the whole things, the whole AI behind it. And you obviously want it to work when you're going to demonstrate it to the right people. And at some point you need cash. You need either cash from like the selling and the, well, the equity that you're going to build yourself by doing all the work and selling a product. But sometimes like it's kind of, of the egg and chicken like thing. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of need both at the same time, right? So... So yeah, at some point we were growing so fast and we really needed an infusion of capital. Otherwise, like we would have to face very difficult time and we were growing the cells, what the cells were there the numbers were, we were eating numbers every, every month and surpassing them. But like the potential of an empty bank account, not us being able to pay said employees that we hired three months ago. This is some sort of a challenge when you really have to um, pivot, of course, we solved that issue at that point, but that was a pivotal moment for us because we started to really think about the fact that we really needed to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Instead of starting a project, 
doing everything and trying to figure out how we're going to find the money afterwards, we now are starting to think about the project and try to find and sit prior to the project starting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that removed the hurdle or the potential of, the, of you liking cash forward and having to, uh, well, enforce a tough decision. So yeah, at that point, I do recall the moment like, Every day, we had three weeks of capital at that point, like, and then it was gone. Mm. No, three week, three weeks, it goes by very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you need capital, so so we ultimately were able to leverage network and find the right uh, amount of capital injected through that. But this was a really important moment and pivotal moment for us. Like we really needed to change, and so we did, and we became mm. disciplined on that afterwards. Yeah, that's huge. You know, for those listening who maybe are starting out and thinking about getting capital, I think that's a good topic. Like <clears throat> when you set that up, when you were got, found investors, right? I'm guessing you got investors or like a small business loan, possibly. If it was investors, how did you set that up? Is it like, do they give you, you know, a lump sum and then they just have a percentage of your company? Do they get, you know, a percentage per month or they just get a percentage of you sell? How did you guys set that up? Well, there's a lot of ways to do that. I think for any entrepreneurs, and it always depends on how you want to live your life forward. So you have to think about that before you raise capital. What are the sort of capital you're going to use? Because if you investment in equity, so investment direct investment in your business, you're going to leave out some shares. So there's going to be a dilution. And for us, we were very sensitive to that at first. We were able, through the way in our business model, the way it's done, to push out the moment where when we really needed to have an investment in equity. So we were able to raise 60 million, but only after four years. That for me is a success because typically like nowadays, people just want to start the business and they want, they two, they raise capital and then they move forward. But for us, we it was really about like, we want to be the owner of that company. We see the future. We know where it's going to go. We don't mind bringing people on board that can accelerate the story, but Giving too much equity too quickly wasn't part of the way we saw the future. So we really found ways to raise capital through debt and leverage finance. And there's a lot of ways to do that. One of the, the one that we've taken is basically there, there was some sort of debt that, that, that we were raising, but it could be a convertible debt so that at some point it like we didn't met the target or we didn't it would become equity. At a certain valuation, and for us, we obviously were able to go the right direction. The numbers showed up, and the numbers showed up because everybody in the business did what they had to do, and we were able to repay that debt, being transformed into equity. Awesome. So, so that made it made us well, basically proud of having achieved that, and obviously not having partner that didn't well, basically needed to be there. So that's how we've done that. Cool. No, it's always interesting to see the different routes and the different paths people take for it. And yeah, I think that's just a really cool direction and vision. So going forward with it, you know, Vosker's within the AI field. It has been for a while. You know, ChatGPT, I'm sure you've kind of <laughs> caught wind of it maybe a little bit. You know, what are your thoughts on ChatGPT, that AI that's been rolling out? And are you guys able to like kind of use that or have you already been using something like that? So, so... To me, what chat GPT is like, it's a coming of age of AI. And AI has been there for a while now. And I'm a pretty big fan of like sense everything related to AI. So I'm just kind of happy to see that it's moving forward. I just want to be careful on the fact that like 
people may be scared of a new technological advancement that it does represent. I think we have to be careful of the direction it's going to take in the future. But as of today, it just like open a light to most people on the fact that we are actually accelerating the pace on AI development and just typical average people do not know about AI technologies. And just now they're realizing the potential with a chat GPT tool, but like, look, those technology behind chat GPT and everything that's related to it has been in accelerated development phase in the last 10 years. And we've been using various sort of AI. What's nice or incredible about chat GPT is the way that it worked so 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 nicely and so smoothly right now that is going to change a lot of things. Just basically the fact that people start to notice that right, it is here. I yep. think that AI, everything that it encompasses as a whole, will have a significant impact on both our life and the life of our children and the future generation. And it can help us out, well, basically solve a lot of problem and issue. However, it for now, it is still programmed and developed by humans. And it's mm. not the AI that's self-generating itself, or well, at least in part, at the beginning, we are coding and then uh, it, it is uh, self-developing. And at that point, it, it is still us. And mm. we are bringing bias to that AI. And we have to be careful of the bias we enter in the machine because we don't want those bias to basically live out forever. So we have to correct that. At first, so th those are like my 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 thought in a nutshell. Like, yeah, like it is definitely an interesting thing, and seeing the changes and the changes that are going to come, I think quickly, more quickly than people realize, with all this AI, especially as it you know the machine learning and self learning and all that happens. You mentioned biases in that, yeah. How do we kind of you know even in business we can have biases? How do we avoid that with encoding? Like how, you said. Like, yeah, how do, as humans, we're erred, we're flawed people. So how do we keep that out of the AI, the codes? I think that keeping it out is kind of tough because everybody comes with bias. I think mm -hmm. what we do great at Bosker, it is something that we always ask and water ourselves. And that's not only about AI only, but that's about how you grow a business and how you impact the world, not only yeah. to a profit generation, but also like how do you impact the world and the society with your project and what you do, your footprint and the thing that's going to last. And for us, we have a saying at Bosker that wherever you're from, Whatever your the color of your skin, whatever the color of your hair, the religion that you want to believe into, your sexual orientation, whatever you like to do in life, we really don't care. What we <laughs> care about is that you deliver with the team the result that we are hopefully waiting or awaiting from you and the contribution that you need to bring to the business so that we move forward together. Yeah. And so the reason why we say that thing is that honestly... It, like the more diverse ecosystem and folks walking around and be, being around the business and helping it being built obviously from in, internally it's giving you or it's given us different insight and different views so that it's not completely removing the bias but it at right. least is helping out shortening the, the potential of not being able to see different face of the same problem, for example, mm. that for us, uh, it has been very helpful. That is good. That's a good way, get, good way to go about it. Now, it's interesting and, you know, we'll see how things develop going forward. I know a lot of people were, you know, thinking about the biases and things like that within AI and how that will be able to be overcome. And I think that's 
what you guys are doing a good step in that direction. So, you know, with that, like going forward, how with Vosker do you try to see if I can word this question right? You know, obviously you have goals and you have things that you're trying to go towards with Vosker as far as like a business profit margin type thing like we kind of mentioned. But what are some, like you mentioned, goals to to make the world kind of better or to improve the world around you? Like what are some of those type goals that you and Vosker have that are, you know, different maybe than other companies? Well, you know what? Growing up, I did have a vision and I'm not just talking about that. I know that my brother, Jimmy, who's also my twin brother, had the same vision, which is a vision that the, our CEO and chairman, Yan, also believe in. Is that at some point, like the world's going to change. In fact, we want it to change in the right direction. And so if you want it to trend in the direction that you believe is the good one, you should place your hand on the steering wheel and try <laughs> to do something about it. Yeah. So this is what we're trying to do. We know that the world of tomorrow, like, well, let's start by the world of today. We believe that right now, everything is connected and there's so much devices that are connected. The old ecosystem is connected, but like I, I wear a ring that's connected, a watch is connected, my cell phone's connected, <laughs> my computer's connected, my, my refrigerator is connected, even my, my washing machine is. But like, this is just like the tip of the next phase of the human history or the, mm. the next phase of human evolution. If you think the world of today is connected, Think again that in 20 years from now, it's going to be 10, 20, maybe 30 fold what it is today. And that's going to bring a lot of improvement to society, but it has to be done in a certain way that's not violating the privacy of folks that's doing, that's there to be a good thing and not a thing that's misused to control folks. So, so this is where I think we sit uh, right there in the middle and trying to steer the wheel in the right direction because we don't want things to go uh, to go south yeah for sure i always you know when we when i have conversations about ai and the future of ai and what it could look like have you ever seen the mo- movie i robot yeah of course okay. I mean, it's a classic like, like my mind goes to that and i think in our future like we do you think we'll see things like that where robots are doing you know common tasks jobs the fully self-driving cars like do you think we'll see that kind of stuff in our lifetime? Well, it depends on how bullish you are on how long you're going to live. But I think that with the technology being developed right now on the health and aging community and regeneration community, mm-hmm. I think we're going to live for a lot longer than we expect right now people should live. So that's going to be helpful for us as we are speaking today to see uh, potential things happening. I think one of the things that we always have to be careful about is that at some point, those robots that we're talking about, they're going to connect things up in a way that may sense like emotion, like feeling, Mm. like consciousness. And I think we have to be very careful of not what we create, because I think it's a beautiful thing that uh, that we're going to create there. But I think we have to be respectful of that thing. And I don't like just (laughs) the way I see it. Every time I ask my my watch or my cell phone something, I always add please to it. You know why? (laughs) Because I feel at some point it doesn't need to be an order. It should be a respectful conversation. Yeah, Yeah. but it's true. And my girlfriend actually caught me doing this. I'm like, please tell me the weather today. But like, always like, (laughs) be kind because you would like that technology to be kind with you. And at some point, 
that technology is going to be better than us. So <laughs> I think we should aim for uh, for this to happen. And obviously, this is going to like and act a lot of or open a lot of potential and possibility for us. But mm. it's like raising a child; you always want it to be better than you. And yeah. so, should you should make sure that you're taking care of that child the same way is to do with the technology we're developing. Yeah. So do you see that? I think it might've been Musk said that robots and AI will out human humans or something along those lines. Do you think that's a good or a bad thing? Like, do you see any negatives of this AI growth? I think it, it can always go into various direction and it like, look, there's so many things you can do with AI or think with AI. There, like, think about the U.S. example of what we are doing with our AI. I mean, it's been used commercially since the last couple of years. Think about the Google or potentially what ChatGPT is going to do and Facebook and all the, these potential big tech companies are harnessing the potential of AI. And, and on the other side of the ocean, you've got sort of government and entities monitoring their folks for what they say is to secure the old population. So I'm mm-hmm. going to trust that this is what they're really doing, but cannot say so much about that. But I think this is two different ways of RNS, the potential of AI. So just like Mr. Musk has mentioned, and I cannot say that I am as thoughtful and as brilliant as that guy, but like my, my mindset on this would be that it always depends the direction we're going to steer the whole thing towards. I would really like it to be for the betterment or improvement in society and not the other way around. And I think that starts with us. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to basically program it and develop it in the right direction. Yeah, I'm with you on there. I'm excited because I think it could benefit a lot of people. Um, but I think it also comes with you know, the asterisks of, well, who's controlling it and what are they going to do with it kind of thing. So it, what is it, the Spider-Man quote? We were talking about superheroes <laughs> before we started, but with great power comes great responsibility. And I think this is a great power that that we're starting to figure out. And I think it's a lot of responsibility comes with that. Well, you know, AI at some point, like it's not going to be that long before it gets a lot more smarter than us, a lot more conscious than us. At some point, there's a, there's an acceleration phase where like the AI is going to be as brilliant as the dumbest of us. And then the next day, it's going to be 10,000 times brilliant than the smartest of us. And then the next day afterward, we just cannot even start to understand how smart that thing is going to get. So, of course, like... It, at that point, we're going to be outsmarted, outhuman, outhumanized, like everything. So, so we have to be careful not about like that thing. It's going to happen, whatever and however we're going to grow. That thing, it is going to happen. It's just a question of time. So, how do we make sure that this self-conscious potential AI of the future knows that? It should act as much as possible in an empathic way and a gentle way, in a nice way, with its creator. Like, how do we do that? That's the hmm. next phase of the discussion, I think. Here, yeah, it's a, and that's a crazy. That's a whole nother topic to dive into that because <laughs> yeah, if we're playing God with stuff, you know, we're not always the best people, <laughs> and so there's no. a lot of doors. But no, I think the benefit of good is there. I think, yeah, like what you're saying, and so yeah, it's just kind of we'll take it one day at a time and see how that all shapes out it'll be interesting i'm sure it's going to be interesting for us to see but like there's a quote that somebody told to me when i was younger and it was like uh if you want to teach a bear how to dance you better be ready to dance for a long time once it has known how to dance because at that point like you know that the bear 
he's gonna revolt <laughs> if he's unhappy <laughs> and he's just gonna eat you alive yeah so, um, i'm not sure if that's the right thing to mention about ai not to scare people off but like <laughs> Like we just have to know that like there there are some things that we have to be very careful about, and I think we've already mentioned it. But yeah, interesting topic, maybe for another discussion. But yeah, that's my yeah. perspective on that. No, I love it, and you know, I think it's a good thing to be aware because there's so many tools, you know, out there that we can use. I guess yeah, from your perspective, and we'll kind of start winding down the episode, but. What are a couple tools that are, you know, AI tools that you would recommend to people starting out their business just to make me make things a little bit simpler? Well, there actually are a lot and like chat GPT would be a great <laughs> way to start. I mean, <clears throat> it depends on what sort of business you're starting, but yeah. just to see what a device or like tool, I'm, I'm just that AI is able to give to you in a matter of like five seconds, five minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of potential. It can like 10x the things that you you would be able to do if you were alone and now you you've got that partner with you so yeah you can use some sort of thing like chat gpt it's not the only tool that actually exists that does that there are other significant platforms that, that are there that i'm going to let user find out and i think that in the next three years we're going to see like i don't know five ten maybe 20 startups who will be and developing things that are either in the same fashion as ChatGPT or better. So those sort of tools I think are leveraging yourself 10x the time. So I'll be uh, using I, that first. Yeah, I think, and I'm gonna still. I'm ready to have Jarvis, man. I from Iron Man. <laughs> I, I'd love to have him. Just man. like I know we have, you know, <laughs> Siri and Alexa and all that, but like. No, I want Jarvis. The whole thing that I that the whole discussion we've had, I've been taking a look at your background and I know <laughs> that we've been talking about superheroes before we started it. Like my own dream of having a Jarvis that can help me and that I yes. can help Jarvis understand the world. Like like look, I'm ready. Like yeah. tell me where I'm gonna sign and where I need to sign, I'm ready for that. Like, yeah, to, and like having little robots that can do stuff for us. Like, I'm about that. I mean, give me a robot that does my dishes. I'm cool with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Always be respectful. Say please when it's going to do so, because you never know. It's going to be it's going to be able to do a lot more than that at that point, I think. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But no, this has been good. I kind of want to wind down with uh, a couple questions. The first one is, if you could have a conversation, if you could sit down for an hour or two with one person, dead, alive, or maybe even not truly a real person, maybe a character. Who would you sit down with and, and kind of just have a conversation? I don't want this to sound selfish, but I'd like to talk to the future version of myself about mm-hmm. 100 years from now. I was going to, uh, I believe, first start by uh, shaking my hands and slapping me in the face for all the <laughs> things that I don't know yet that I will do wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully he's going to tell me like, look, here is how the world's gonna is gonna be, and so be careful of what you're gonna do. I think that I, that will be the one. I think the future version of myself, or anybody from the future, well, actually is willing to tell me, look, here's where the world's gonna trend. If you want to change its direction, it's time now to act. So yeah, wow, I'll, I'll take that. That's awesome. That's a good. I one. really felt philosophical this morning. Those questions. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was gonna say like I don't know what I was gonna say, but not that deep. <laughs> Danny's just. <laughs> He's on fire this morning, man. He had a I double shot. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. No, that that's a great answer. I love that. And maybe our future selves can give us a little hint on, you know, what stocks to invest in. Maybe just a hint. <laughs> maybe the lottery ticket with the, the, the winning numbers. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. good. 
All right. So the kind of last one I have, Danny, if you get one piece of advice to someone starting their business today, what would you give them? That's a good question. Don't do it alone. You know, I believe I, I was born with a cheat code in that life. And that cheat code is called Jimmy. So it's my twin brother. And, uh, and I think there are not a lot of folks who can, who can say that like, They've been building a relationship of like 32 years. And before being born, they were already building something. Yeah. And I think that led me to meet my other partner, Jan, about uh, maybe 10, 11 years ago, which is the second brother that, that was missing. And I think that a team, like we're stronger together, we're bolder together, we're able to do things that, that you could not be able to do being alone. Of course, that, that always depends. It's better to be alone than not well, like it teamed up with somebody mm, that's not going right. to do the work and not believing in the vision. But uh, you have to find folks that, that believe in your story and your vision. And sometimes you don't need to have them as partner. You can have them as employees. You can have them as your loving ones. And your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, yep. everything in between. People who are supportive or of your old stuff. Because doing things alone, when things get darker, it's fun to have someone who's going to point out that just after those gray clouds, there's a sun and it's going to yep. come up at some point. So yeah, I think sure. don't do it alone. I love that. That's a great one and great one to end on. So Danny, I appreciate being on Elevate Media Podcast today and sharing everything and getting philosophy or whatever, <laughs> philosophical and deep and starting off my day well. So yeah, thanks, man, for being on the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.